0: My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Have you ever considered the sheer size of the continent of Africa, and how with artistic trickery and perception management on maps, Africa was actually shrunk proportional to its size in order to shift perspectives and minimize interest in its vast abundant riches, or even belay sympathy for the enslaved, murdered, and colonized peoples of Africa? Now, if that could be true for Africa, what if these perception managers could have altered how we see the entire world in a similar fashion, manipulating maps and perspective? Today, we speak with filmmaker Sean Hibbler and delve into his unconventional ideas and thought-provoking convictions here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Mystic Mark. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode with Sean Hibbler.
1: I guarantee that it's 100% you cannot get past the 60th parallel. People think area 51 is secure. <laughs> the, go, go try to get past 60th parallel. Talk about security. You're not fucking going. You will be turned around by force or probably worse. So that that begs to, to ask the question. Why? Why? Who the fuck are you to tell me? I can't go somewhere. I don't like that. I don't think anyone should like that, but when people put the red flags together, it does not become speculation anymore to me. It is speculation that there's more continents, guys. It has to be because I can't go there, but because of the hundreds of red flags, and Admiral Byrd on live TV saying there's a continent besides North America over there, and then they kill him six months later, then they start the treaty, and then they start NASA. When you look at the real timelines, the real facts involved with all of this, and the old books from the 1800s talking about more continents, more civilizations, worlds beyond the poles, Iron Republic, these are real books, these are not fantasy books. These are legitimate books from people that were sick of the tyrannical nature in the States and they took off and they got lost and they found another continent. And these guys are like, yeah, you're you're way past where you're supposed to be. Right. There's other worlds and continents out there. It's like Sasquatch to me. I don't need to see it with my eyes to know it's here. I don't need to see it. Right. I, I've experienced Sasquatch firsthand, okay? The energy, the sounds, the smells don't lie my other senses don't lie to me okay I don't need you don't need sight all the time you don't need all of your senses to say it's it's a fact and to me having more land on this earth and that being the main reason why they turned it into a ball is there's no other way for a new world order without that control
0: Ladies and gentlemen, here we are back again on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast. And today's guest, he's putting films together. He's dropping truth bombs on a massive scale. The great Sean Hibbler is here for the first time on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast. Sean, welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, brother. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad we finally got to link up, and I'm an open book today. So. I love it. I love I'll it. i answer it all.
0: <laughs> well, let's start with the the title of the show. I mean, given all the things that you're into, all the work you've done, does your family think you're crazy, or are you are you in a tight knit flat Earth family? I mean, how how do your parents, your your spouse, whoever you you call consider your family? How do they see what you do?
1: Well, mom died in 2014 from cancer. Dad committed suicide mm, right after the booster. That. Wow. So. No parents, but my mom would have been. This was back in 2014, which set the tone for my awakening, by the way. Mm. But uh, yeah, she would have been on my side. She would have all in. My, that's how my mother was. I think she was an OG flat earther without ever announcing it because she would always denounce our. You know, science projects when we brought them home with the styrofoam planets and and the sun in the center, she would always tell us that's this is not real. This is not how it is. Mm. This is BS, you know, should help. She'd help us with the project, but she'd say this is not real. None of this is legit. And I never got that growing up. It was like, you know, in one ear out the other as a child, you're just like, OK, I don't know what you're talking about, but. I have, you know, I have to turn this in tomorrow, so help, you know, but now looking back, yeah, she definitely would have been in my camp, my my pops was, was never, we were never that really close anyways, but yeah, he definitely didn't, I'm sure he was a big moon landing believer and all that stuff, so I kind of just didn't really mention much to him while he was living Yeah. About what I was doing. I do have a couple brothers and one of my sisters is all about what I do and support. They support me. I help them with their awakening and, you know, they're they're on board. So I do have some family that that doesn't think I'm crazy, but I'm sure the ones that do think I'm crazy, they've never once brought anything up to me to explain Mm. uh, because then they would get an intellectual conversation probably for the first time in their life and (laughs) you know I don't think they would uh, think I was crazy but they a lot of programmed people in my family for sure yeah but like all of us it's just normal nowadays you know
0: Right. Well, and, and yeah, as you're saying that about your father, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I kind of feel the same way about my dad. You know, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And if I brought something like the moon landing up, he'd probably just think I'm an idiot because... He saw it on the television, right? This whole <laughs> this whole, you, you know, you proof, know, yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. your mom sounds like a real renegade. I'm sorry to hear that she passed, but uh, it's a big one, yeah. You was, you said, you know, mm-hmm. her passing kind of inspired maybe this journey that you're on now. So was it like the medical malpractice industry that kind of set you off back then cuz, you know, uh, not necessarily.
1: I think it was more of, why does she have cancer? I thought right. she was healthy. She always, you know, got local farm stuff and all, you know, we, we, we grew up poor at the same time. We always, she always would sacrifice anything she could to get us the best food, the best quality milk, water. We had filtered water growing up. You know, we, most people didn't even know about that back then there's fluoride in the water. She knew. So she did everything to keep our, our health intact well, maybe hers was at a, at the expense of it all. I don't know. You know, I didn't study her diet growing up, but once I found out about the cancer, it was already stage four. I did everything I could to help her through her later days, but she had a tumor growing out of her, like it got up to 10 pounds. She had to carry it around at one point, grown out of the side of her. So when that got cut off and she survived that, it, that extended, they told her three months it took four years to take her out. She took the three-month sentence and turned it into four years. She really started to try to clean up her diet and stuff like that, just to extend her life as long as she could. But in the process, she was researching a lot of health-related stuff, and I was right along with her. I was, that's all I cared about. I mean, every day was trying to help her. And while researching what meat does to our body, what dairy does to our body, and all these other things, I came to the conclusion at that point that, that's what took her out. I mean, that this meat and dairy and the combination of that and the root canal, there was a lot of things I found out along the way that why she got taken out and why we're not told this, told these things, why it's on the food pyramid, why it's recommended, why, you know, most children, especially nowadays are just eating nothing but processed GMO garbage and wondering why they're getting random cancer in their fifties like my mom. So it was one of those things where I'm, you know, while researching these topics back in 2014, as we know how great YouTube used to be with related videos and recommendations, you know, a lot of these videos started popping up about flat earth and moon moon hoaxes and stuff. And I already knew the moon landings. I never believed that growing up. I always laughed at it. I, but I never thought about what a big lie that was. I just thought they just lied about something goofy like that, you know, mm. and just never really put any thought into it growing up. But I, I never once thought that was real. So maybe I am a little different in terms of it's, it was harder for me to be programmed by stuff like fall into their traps. 9-11, I was the one in high school getting sent to the deans because I'm in the middle of the hallway just, you know, who saw the third building go down and people don't even know what I'm talking about, you know. So it, it's one of those things where I feel like I've always been that way, but I didn't know that I could help others awaken by my skills. So I went, once I started making these little videos on flat earth in 2015 and they started getting bigger and bigger and people wanted more and more, that's when I started to come to the conclusion that not only, cause I was a music producer in Chicago for 10 years. So that's when I figured, I think I'm going to be just shifting gears to videos. And eventually I shifted my full focus to, to feature films and things like that, because like all of us, we don't want a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So I gave mine up years ago. And it's been a struggle ever since, but I I wouldn't trade it for the world. Even if I'm struggling financially, I still would never trade it for the world because I get to do what I do to the best of my ability. And when the audience supports it or responds with support based on the hard work and talent and skill, um, I could just keep going. And that's all I look at it as is like, will the world enable me to keep going without having to go? You know what? I have to stop because I have, I have to get a nine to five. And I've been in that situation many times in the past few years, but I'm, I'm blessed that our creator has granted me access to a, a great audience of mine that keeps supporting so I can keep going and never look back is the goal.
0: Yeah, wow. Now you mentioned 9-11 being a part of that pivotal sort of shift for you. How old were you? You, you were in high school in 2001. I, soph- I
1: was a sophomore in high school when it happened.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was still in like fifth grade, fourth grade. Okay. So you're a couple, maybe half a decade older than me, but yeah. Interesting. So you were, you were right on the money then you saw what was going on and, and even got in trouble in school for speaking up about it. Wow. Yeah,
1: especially with, with saying, I was telling the teachers that those buildings were demolished that 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 can't happen right from a fire on top you know and at the time at the time i believe that airplanes hit the building that's you know but today present fast forward to now i don't it's Mm. either a hologram or it was it was live composite cgi and i Mm. and i know that the guy that was in charge of the live composite cgi i mean i'm sorry in charge of one of the main camera angles of that that was, if you look up his resume, that's what he studied his whole life was live composite CGI. So again, being a journalist, not even being a investigator came by nature. I remember growing up wanting to be a PI. You know, I I always wanted to be a PI. I don't know why I just did. I knew people in the family that had friends that were PIs. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like you get to go investigate everything. You get to look through everything and come up with an actual true conclusion about something and, and everything's determined based off of your research. And I was always intrigued by that. So I did just naturally you know, especially when YouTube came out and it was getting popular. I was always a tech head. I was the first one to have Napster in the school. I was the first one to have the CD burner and selling CDs illegally. I didn't give a shit. I've always been against Hollywood and the government, like, subconsciously, I think. Yeah. So, you know,
0: fuck them all. <laughs> Rock on, uh, man. I love to hear that. And you're from Chicago, right? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, right on. Now. and uh, raised, man. 30 years. Okay. See, now that, that feels... That feels like, you know, a very American experience to have, you know, like at this point in time, I mean, I'm sure you've had dozens of conversations with people who say, you know, 9-11 was a wake up for them. But but now I think with the whole fluvid bullshit that just went on, I think we have another hallmark. 9-11 9-11 hallmark moment that people are going to be like in 10 years like oh well you know when they started pushing the boosters on us i knew it was all a lie just like you're, you're in so your the high boosters school the new building seven <laughs> exactly <laughs> it exactly. took building seven for them to realize they fucked up <laughs> yeah. damn yeah. so you're a tech head tell us because me I'm interested in tech. I don't know. You just said composite CGI, live composite CGI. Yeah. It, it's Tell me about you, that.
1: Yeah. It's when you're able to, well, I'll give you the prime example. What they actually did is the guy in the helicopter. And this was a scene that was never, it's in my film, 9-11 on my Rockfin. N-I-N-E spelled out 9-11. And this guy went up in a helicopter with a wide angle shot of the whole sky his only job was to zoom in on the towers and keep them centered. Okay, so they picked a day that it was kind of a clear day in the sky. I'm sure that they controlled weather back then, too. So they knew that the morning of September 11th would have been nice and clear for them. So th- that's easier to, co- to do live compositing because you have a backdrop of a pretty solid blue firmament. OK, so it's really not that hard to be like, hey, you know, there's a bunch of clouds and chemtrails in the sky. We got to edit that out. No, they control all that. So it was a pretty clear sky for this guy's angle. He's his only job was to zoom in on the buildings, keep them centered Okay, because with live compositing, you have a mask in your software on your on your camcorder. So you you, he set the mask up center of the buildings. So when the airplane, the B.S. airplane came in to his frame, there's a mask here in the center of the towers. So the plane does not go through the mask. I don't know if you know what masking is, but when you're overlaying things, you want it to stop at a certain point. So, like, if this was an airplane and I wanted it to act like it was going through the building, I would need a mask here in order for it to dissolve. You will not see it coming out the other side because there's a mask stopping it. Right. So it looks like it just dissolved it. But at the last second, he swayed to the left because he's in a chopper. And it went with it. And the plane, went. you see it go through the building. Right. The, the nose, nose comes the through. Building. Yeah. Yeah. It's called, it's actually from. Back in the day, the conspiratorials that were out on this topic called it Pinocchio's nose. That's what it was called right. because you saw the nose of the plane from his angle, which was never shown again on right. any documentaries or anything. They 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 flush it down the toilet. This angle and it should be the best angle of all time. It's a live shot from the chopper, and this guy's up there two minutes before anything hits, and he's just you see this wide angle of the sky, clear as day, no plane. Right. No airplane. And he zooms in. And at the last second, he zoomed in. And when he zoomed in, he panned to the left by mistake. Could have been mistake or the universe giving us a little boost of knowledge. A little wink. Yeah, us, <laughs> they're live. And he went to the left and you see the pla- You see the nose go through without. First of all, an aluminum plane can't go through reinforced steel let alone concrete. We all know, you You can go YouTube and just say, plane time-lapse hits concrete, whatever, and you can see these tests they do of airplanes going straight into concrete, and it disintegrates. Well, for those that don't know, reinforced steel is stronger than concrete, okay? And the trade centers were supposed to be some of the toughest, if not the toughest, built buildings in America. Right. And this little aluminum plane went through it like a piece of butter. And on top for most of the angles, I'm talking about most of the universal angles that everyone has seen. It goes through the buildings like a piece of butter. That's reinforced steel. That plane would disintegrate on impact. Wings would fall down. It wouldn't just go in like butter, let alone that the angle I'm talking about. It went through the building. You (laughs) see the plane never change. You take a frame of the 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 nose of the plane before impact. Screenshot and you take it after impact, it's the same exact nose, it's fake, so hologram or live CGI a gun to my head I say live CGI but I'm not ruling out that there was holograms in the sky that day they've had this technology for a very long time and we'll all be seeing that soon but yeah that's my opinion on 9-11 so anyone that wants to see that you can go to my website hitlerproductions.com and see my and get the 9-11 video or go to my Rockfin and watch it because I show you side-by-side angles of before they added it and after because I had an old hard drive from way back in the day that I found when I was making that film. And I had download and ripped YouTube versions, not even versions, YouTube download links from the original people that would just upload their nine 11 news that day from their VCR, right. Mm. Where they just have the whole thing. Like you're watching the news live that day, unedited uninterrupted, no documentary where they're cherry picking. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, how, how has no one noticed this? I, I see angles from CBS or ABC or NBC showing the tower explode. But then I said, I saw that same exact tower explode, meaning the same angle, not a different, oh, that's a different angle. No, 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 the same angle where on this version, say CNN or MSNBC, well, they showed an airplane entering the frame in the and in hitting that building but I have versions of it where there's no plane in the frame and it's the same side of the building exploding. And I go, I just do side by sides with everyone saying here's the raw footage. And here is the composite image layered over and it has different color planes. Some of the networks show different planes. I'm telling you, that whole airplane thing is ridiculous, but no, I am a firm believer almost a knower at this point that because believing I hate believing, but I'm almost there as a knower that there was absolutely no airplane and absolutely for sure no human beings involved on those planes. Mm. You know the horror stories of you know my uncle, my aunt died in that plane. I'm still waiting to hear it. We've <laughs> all heard a few crisis actors talk about it around 9 11. Oh, my aunt was up there really, and and she called me and said she called you. I can't make a call in 2023. Mm. from up that high yet you know I mean you got to be almost on the ground before your phone connects Mm. to a tower you're telling me in in 2001 they can connect to a tower 10,000 feet in the air I I, you know it's just a lot of a lot of red flags with 9-11 I can go on for 9-11 forever no
0: absolutely I know you can and I appreciate your opinion on the cgi in particular just because of the the work you do i mean this is something you spend a lot of time wrapping your head around so i, I expect you to know you know the difference between the various special effects especially the limited what they had available back then it must have been much, very limited compared to what they can well, pull off now that i that i'll disagree with you okay in a sense uh, sure
1: Is because they have this technology they have these things before mm. the peasants even right. hear about
0: it right
1: my grandpa but before he passed well obviously i mean <laughs> it's not like he still he was still be out there working today but most of his life he he did stuff with television sets where he would pick them up throughout chicago and fix them by hand all the ones like so you go around the whole city of chicago and you see hundreds of TVs throughout the city that they're throwing out, meaning their TV broke or broke and they'd put them in the front for the garbage. And my grandpa and his team would pick them up, bring them back to my grandpa's house and fix them all and then give them back to the homeless or the people that couldn't afford them or whatever. I don't know the exact story of that, but I remember a conversation I had with him years ago before I was even awakened that he told me that these television sets, especially when the flat screen started coming out, he goes, they've had this forever. They've had all this. Mm. I've seen these in meetings and stuff. He goes, they, they don't want to release it to anyone until there's a marketing plan or there's a, a pretty much an agenda, I would assume, to release something. So, you know, all this type of stuff that, that we have now, you know, they've had probably before the 2000s, man. Right. It's really up to them when they want to release it to us. And they're not going to release it to us. Like they're not releasing the how to build a, a you know electrostatic UFO machine right based on electrostatics where you could just float or go it just move on the drop of a dime that technology's been here for a long time but no human being that i know and I know a lot of smart people could figure that out, right? But they've known how to do this for so long that who knows when it'll be rolled out to the public how to make these machines is the point. Yeah. That might be the one they never release. But yeah. there's technology that they work on and they have. I mean, there's the Iron Republic, the book. They're talking about flat screen TVs and internet and, and electric cars. This is a 1901 book. Why would you, how can you even think about that they're writing that in the book? Where is that coming from? You know, where is this technology coming from and why are we delaying it to our own people? Well, I think there's answers
0: for all those those questions. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I think all of these topics, the few that we've touched on now and the rest that we'll get to, I think they're all connected in this sort of nexus of what they don't want us to know and why. And there's maybe a hierarchy of, of things that they don't want us to know. And I think at the top of the list, they don't want us to know who we are and maybe we could debate, you know, if, if this belongs at the top of the list or not, but where we are as well, definitely, I think
1: definitely <laughs> you can't know who you are unless you know where you are. Right. If you don't know where you are, then you claiming to know who you are is already false. Mm-hmm. See, it's already false. And this you is can pretend to know who you are, but if you don't, if you have, if you're completely lost about where you are, then again, you're who you are is completely bullshit because right. it's going based off of an unknown when you can know this stuff, you can know where you are, you know, I and that, agree. And that changes everything for me. That that changed everything for me and understanding manifestation and understanding that we control our lives and that we, no one has power over us. When my whole life, I always thought the man had power. It's all, it's all a lie. It's all an illusion, you know?
0: Right. Right. And it. it's this, entrainment into these mental restraints right the, the culture society sort of puts us in this this sort of pocket of limited potential right and I think yep. you described your sort of out of the box moment that you had around the time that your mother was was you know facing this illness the health Research you were doing somehow led also to flat-earth research and I'm curious where those two subjects kind of are nestled next to each other
1: I think the tie-in has to be Eric Dubay because he was making vegan videos back then That did well about plant-based and 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 stop, you know, the animal cruelty and all that But he was known for the flat-earth stuff when he started And he had a lot of different topics that he would get into. So I think because I was, and who knows, I might've watched in that whole process of researching the cancer stuff and and the diets, I I potentially maybe watched one of his plant-based videos in the process. And then YouTube just, you know, how they collect the information. And then eventually it just kept popping up. 200 proofs, the earth's not a globe, kept popping up in related videos. And I'm like, I would look at it sometimes, what the heck does that even mean? And I would just kind of continue my journey with the cancer stuff. And eventually I'm like, okay, I, I, this is just, this is God showing me something here because it, it keeps showing its face. I'm like, let me hit play. I hit play. I didn't sleep the rest of the night because I wasn't trying to believe him. I don't do that. I'm not gullible. I was trying to go, wait a minute. If this guy's for real, then I could, I should be able to easily prove the globe to myself. And then just say, fuck off to him, right? Uh, Easy. And in my head at the time, I didn't know anything about it. I don't, who pays attention to NASA? Who watches them? No one, not even NASA boys. They don't watch. They just believe. They don't want to watch because they know they might see something that, that, you know, contradicts their beliefs or a harness or something. Like, they don't want to watch it. So I I started to watch. I I just went in right to NASA.gov, man. And I advise anyone to do that. Just go right to nasa.gov and look around. And once you're getting through all the cartoons, then then you, you can start your journey. Because I say, wait a minute, they, they have to have POV. I think, again, it was 2014, 2015 at the, at the latest when I was doing this. And I'm like, there's got to be POV of them doing a 360 in space, right? There has to be. There has to be a POV rocket that enters space. And then you start seeing this all this crazy shit live, like 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 a POV in a car. I could watch an Uber driver for hours on YouTube. It sounds boring, but you can watch it if you want. Just cruising the streets, POV, GoPro Cam. You know? So that's what I was expecting. When I, when I did my research, I thought it was gonna be simple. Oh yeah, look, they're going into space. I could see all this stuff. It's real. You could tell it's real you know, it's authentic looking. And, and then I started researching the planets and I'm like, why are these all cartoons? That doesn't make any sense. But again, I've never looked at this stuff. Never. Not once in my whole life that I look through any of this stuff. So once I started looking through it all, you know, a few days later, not much sleep either. I, I just came to the conclusion. I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is a huge psyop, man. I'm like, this is where we live, dude. Like, I'm like, this is bigger than just some nine eleven thing. Like, This is crazy. So then I started researching, you know, scientific experiments and tests and, and, you know, if there's actually evidence of gravity, because that's what they need to hold their ball upside down and floating and everything. And there's just none, there's nothing, there's just nothing anywhere. You know, your, your, your pen that falls down on the ground has nothing to do with gravity, but just, we were told that. So that's our excuse for everything. Oh, gravity does it. gravity, 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 unproven theory does not, cannot help aid someone's belief. I'm sorry. But once you look at electrostatics and what that actually is and how that's repeatable, test, testable, measurable, observable here on Earth, and seven of your peers can re demonstrate electrostatics being a real phenomenon, a real force, and it's one to the 38th power stronger than gravity even claims to be. So that's hilarious in, in general, is it all? It's like, no, gravity, I, that's our powerful force for everything. Well, I have a, a force that's proven. You can test it yourself and. Science, mainstream science proclaims that it's one to the 38th power stronger than your theory of gravity. So why do we need gravity anymore? We just proved everything with electrostatics, a stronger force, a provable force. They hold on to it because they they have no ball without it. So they don't, they never want to let it go. And then they never will until people actually understand what electrostatics is and what it does. Right. Sorry, I can go on and on about that crap forever, man.
0: Yeah, well, hey, that's why you're here, so no need to apologize. I, I myself, I've had some really fascinating interviews on this show. Someone you may be familiar with already is named Simon Shack, and he's recently put a book together about the geo-heliocentric model. And this differs a little bit, I, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, from what you believe, but what are your thoughts on that? Because it is kind of like a compromise, right? He he talks about well, how... i never heard
1: of him or the theory, so... Well, let me, <laughs> let me explain.
0: Let me explain a little bit. Yeah. So, apparently, Shaq is picking up Johann Kepler's work, right? And Johann Kepler's interesting because he actually... He just stole all his work from Tycho Brahe after he potentially killed the guy, right? And Tycho found that the Earth is moving... You know, whatever we're on is, is, well, from our perspective here, this is, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm saying this is what Tycho Brahe suggested. So he suggested that the earth is, is moving sort of very
1: science experiment that he do to test the earth's moving.
0: Well, I think it was observation. I I mean, again, like I said, these are not a
1: science experiment. Yeah. Eyes can calm, can clearly see that the lights in the sky are moving. Right. That's all. That's all. That's it, though. You have to throw everything else out after that statement. That's all we know is the lights in the sky above are moving. That's it. When people want to flip it and say, no, we're moving, they're not, I I need to ask how they came up with that. Can you show me an experiment that proves the Earth is actually moving? There are none, my friend. I'm not saying that to just benefit myself and my theories. There's none. Mm. It's never been done. They haven't even made one up to teach children in school. They bypass it all together. There's literally no, there's tons of science experiments that prove we're not moving, even from the past. These past scientists, tons of them not talked about. And they don't, again, they don't even teach the opposite because it would be an impossible lie to try to convince someone that this is how you do it. Because if they come up with an experiment, we could go out and do it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is none. Well, and I see where your your point is, is that they wouldn't want to put themselves in that compromising position of saying, oh, yeah, go prove it. So they have to go with these vague sort of guesstimations and and observations, which can't be corroborated. I I get that. Now, Now, an observation is not
1: cannot go through the scientific method. Right. I observe something. (laughs) <laughs> well can seven of your peers observe that well yeah if they have my programming they could observe that we're moving and the the sky isn't that's not an observation is not cannot go through the scientific method and and your peers cannot test you like you're not going to get the same results it's, that's his mind telling him i think that uh, the sky is not moving but we are
0: mm.
1: okay good luck with that
0: mm. Well, and what was interesting about this Tycho Brahe theory and why I'm bringing it up, I don't want to get hung up on the Earth point of it because that's really uh, his his idea is that the Earth's moving so slowly that we can't even observe it. Okay, but the point being is that the planets and the sun are moving around each other. Around this basically non you know, this basically stationary Earth, right? Which is not that dissimilar from what a lot of the flat-Earthers are saying. I just find it interesting that you know we have astronomers in recent history, Tycho Brahe, who had what we could kind of call like flat-Earth light. Maybe he wasn't a flat-Earther, but his his model of the universe is closer to what the flat earthers are talking about than definitely the nasa kepler and all the other you know copernicus and whoever else right so i guess i just bring that up to to ask you are there any people that you look to you know from history that may have been closer to this idea than let's say copernicus and and these people who are are all out just lying about what they're they're seeing I'm a different type of person when it comes to our history.
1: Mm. I think we have a complete false history, not just false history in terms of information and knowledge that we were taught, but false history, meaning these are created characters created by the rulers. If, if I told you that in 1920, there was a gentleman named John Rockefeller that started the board of education in 1920 Before 1920, they were not teaching anything about globes in schools. They weren't talking about it. It was general information, general knowledge that the earth was a stationary plane. And it has been that way forever before that. These ideas that people come to me with, with, hey, well, you know, the Romans knew about it thousands of years ago. The Copernicus knew about it in, 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 you know, 1680, whatever they say. Who told you that? Let's start there please. Who told you that a guy named Copernicus said this? Who told you that a guy named Aristosthenes did a stick shadow experiment where, you know, he puts a stick down and his friend goes 500 miles, I'm assuming took a horse, I don't know. 500 miles and saw a different shadow. I don't know how they got that information back to them right away that there was a shadow at the same time. When you break down like these stories, you go, wait, how could they, they didn't call each other and say, yeah, I got a shadow. You do? I don't. Okay. So there's so many red flags in their, their misrepresentation of these history stories that I chuck them all up as created. Whoever invented, whoever came up with the board of education And whoever came up with the Big Bang Theory, you would think that this was thousands of years ago when it was 19 fucking 20, both of them, 1920, the Board of Education starts by Rockefeller and he goes, Hey, you got to push our books or we're going to shut your school down. Sorry. Mm. The teachers were fighting this. There's newspaper articles telling you there's teachers fighting this. They don't want to teach this in their school. It's it's garbage it's anti it's it's anti-religion it's anti-science they did not want to do it but they were forced to or they were going to you know there's no funding so this was the board of education started for a reason to give you their stories to give you their prophecies their science people where they in my opinion they just drew a guy it looks like the same artist look at aristosthenes copernicus all these characters they look like the same artist and there's a couple impressions of them, and that's about it. There's no hard, concrete evidence that anyone could give me that these people existed, that these people walked the earth. I think that just whether they were Freemasons or whether they were just Satanists or elitists, globalists, when they came up with these ideas to do this to our society and, and humanity, to put us all in the ball, a prison for our mind, where there's no more land, there's no more resources, no exploration, shut the fuck up, pay your taxes, this was all a, a grand agenda, in my opinion, from 1920 and on. And George Lemaitre, same year, 1920. He's a priest, a Catholic priest. They, they handpicked a, a Albert Einstein's buddy. Oh, yeah, no, he's not a scientist. So you got to listen to him. Religious zealots, you got to listen to him. Because if, if, if Einstein came out and talked about a Big Bang Theory, they would be like bullshit because there were so many religious people back then. So they said, hey, uh, we got a priest. He needs to talk to you guys. He's Catholic. His name's George Lemaître. He's going to tell everybody where we came from. And this is 1920, the same year they started a the Board of Education. No coincidences for me. I'm sorry. I'm not that gullible to be like, well, it's just a coincidence. No. They came up with the Big Bang Theory and said, hey, we came from a Big Bang. That's your excuse why we're a ball. Let's start teaching the ball. Let's, let's take out the flat earth maps and all libraries, all public libraries had the standard map of the world, the flat earth map. All, everyone had that. And that's where we live. I mean, the pilots still use that map. So I don't know, they took it out from the public and said, we're gonna give you this because we're trying to morph a new world order. We're trying to get this new world order going. You you can't have a new world order if everybody's free to explore and free to leave and free to get out of the tyrannical middle of this pond and just go and go wherever the fuck you want. They can't have, no, we got to put you on a ball. So you think in your mind, there's nowhere for you to go. You better listen to us. We're in charge of this ball. Well, no, you're not. You're not anymore. We're taking your ball away. And I don't care if I make you cry, I'll take your fucking ball away. I don't
0: care. I love it. I love that. And I feel, you know, when it comes to, the Board of Education, the Rockefellers, there was a concerted effort by the same people who revolution, quote unquote, revolutionized the world with oil and gasoline. The same people that changed, you know, this system of, of agriculture into a factory slavery, you know, are the same people that are, are controlling our Board of Education. I mean, still, still, they right. still have
1: the same books in wow. our schools
0: the same ones wow. from the twenties.
1: It's the same funded by Rockefeller books and we need to dissolve those. Yeah. I mean, you think about it even as little as this brother. Yeah. Hey, let me just ask you a general question. Did Christopher Columbus discover America?
0: <laughs> well, you're asking the right guy for this. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. But, but just
1: from a general sense, I know where you're going to go. I get yeah. it. And I probably agree but from a general sense universally i remember being in school here in this the indians were already there what do you mean what do you mean it's an accepted lie and the, the parents don't care the parents know that he didn't discover shit the people are already living here i think that the, that different people lived here before before even the indians but if the indians were even here it's just the point of it's made up They're still teaching our children that Columbus discovered America and nobody fucking cares. Like, oh yeah, whatever. I was taught that lie. Why are we letting this happen? You think that if they could teach one little lie, actually, that's a big lie. Someone discovered a continent. That's a lie. They're teaching that universally, probably across the plane. Every continent probably teaches that about who discovered America. It's based on a lie. It's all bullshit but it's still taught in our school today so you don't think they're teaching other lies in school it's a all false history man it's all false right not if they don't talk about tartarian buildings they don't talk about the civilizations back then they don't talk about the outer lands the extraterrestrials that come from the outer space okay not upper space of course the outer spaces they don't talk about the technologies. They don't talk about free energy. They don't talk about anything in school that's legit in real history. They don't talk about it. They, they make up their stories, which is funded by Rockefellers, and they sell them to everybody. It's so easy to trick an entire world when the school books say, here's your story, and everyone's going to have the same story. And when you start at four or five years old with these stories, by the time you're 10, 11, 12, it's a fact, but it's based off of a lie. It's very hard to try to help people unlearn these things. But as soon as the uh, anyone in the audience listening, as soon as you can agree that Columbus discovering America is bullshit, but they still teach it, then you could go on your path of they're teaching lies in school, including where you live. You can't act like, well, no, that's too big of a lie. It's a part of the same project. It's a part of the same new world order structure. So yeah, they went really hard with it. And it was, it backlash for a while. There were schools that were pushing through the forties and fifties to not teach this globe. They were still teaching flat earth in their schools, stationary plane, local sun, moon, and stars going around. That's how we get our seasons. The trap, they go in and out of the tropics, the sun. So that's why it's in the center when the sun's going around, it's our summer. And then when it goes in the tropic of Capricorn on the outside, it's, it's, it's our winter, but it's Australia's summer now because they're on the outside. Everything makes sense with seasons. This local light, this local heat lamp above us, now it's a little farther going around our head, so we're not gonna get that sunlight. But yet you look at a flat earth map with the sun going around, and you see that even in our winter in America, North America, in our winter, you see on the map itself, the sun's still close to parts of Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, it's still close enough that, it, that we're still going to get our warmth out this way. Everything makes sense when you see it with your own eyes. You go, okay, that makes sense. Rather than the sun, uh, we're just floating, we're just going four different motions at all, and everything's, but yet geos- geostationary satellites are following the motions mm. through it all. It's bullshit. The, right. These satellites are on balloons, and as we know, but it, it's, The whole thing falls apart when you try to prove any of it to yourself, man. And anyone can make a book or make a theory about anything unless you can repeat it and do it yourself. It's a story to me, right? It's just someone blurring words out that was backed by, you know, either big pharma or big science tech guy, you know, big tech, whatever. It's backed by someone that's a part of an agenda. And again, to your audience, Everyone believe everyone that agrees that Columbus discovering America is bullshit and it should not be taught in school. You need to look elsewhere in your history book and your science book. It's the same thing. It's all right. Rockefeller agenda programming a nation programming the world. And they did do that. Okay. I'm just trying to fight. I'm trying to break those chains for people. That's all.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate it, man. I mean, one thing that stuck with me that you just mentioned is the, the map, the old map. A friend of mine back 10 years ago when he was walking me around New Haven and telling me about Skull and Bones, he pointed up at this bank high-rise, this high-rise owned by a bank, and he said, see that window right there? That's one of their symbols and what the window was was essentially what you would see on the on the map with the you know per how am i forgetting the lines of latitude and longitude yes. right yeah. and and this symbol he said is important somehow and and we both know that the UN uses the you know bird's eye view from the you know center of the stationary earth as their kind of logo so here they are holding it above our heads like hey we have the real map have fun with this you know edited square globe crap and you could even see when you look at a place like you know the far remote pacific they're taking what doesn't fit and they're just kind of stitching it together and because it's ocean they're like oh no big deal just fill it with water right and to me when you see that, it's the most obvious is when you look at the live flight radar. If anyone has a web computer in front of them, just go to live radar 24-7. I think that's, you can probably Google that and find it. But you can watch these planes going around the Earth, live. None of them ever, ever cross over that part of the Pacific where they're switched, where they stitch the map together. So to not me... Only that, not only that, brother,
1: the... you'll you'll see with flight routes, if you track flight routes, okay, we can both agree and your audience that if you have a bat, let's just take a bat, pretend I had a basketball, okay, any flight from the top of the, we'll call it the Northern Hemisphere because that's what they call it, okay, any flight that takes off in the Northern Hemisphere and goes to another location in the Northern Hemisphere, we can all agree that it would never need to go to the South to get back up right it would just go over right? right there's no reason to go south of the equator to get to your destination correct yeah okay now which has never happened i'm, I'm agreeing like that has never happened no flight has ever been tracked northern hemisphere location to a northern hemisphere location and somehow it crossed the equator that's never happened it never should we all agree universally okay it makes sense now let's let's look at that from the bottom of the basketball <laughs> southern flights If if, if a flight takes off in the Southern Hemisphere and its destination is another location in the Southern Hemisphere, does that flight ever need to go above the equator, in your opinion?
0: It shouldn't, according to what we just
1: did. You're going from here to here. It's it's literally the same answer as the Northern. There should be no different answer. Of course not. Okay, you're going from a southern part of the world to another southern southern part of the world. Why the fuck is every tracked flight that does that, there you see them in the northern hem- in the northern above the equator right. before they get to their destination. It's always a triangle. It's like why are you going all the way up there to come all the way back down? Right. Well, that's beca- and not only that, but if you look at these flight trackers, they'll disappear especially the ones going to Antarctica, they're not tracked. You can't see them. They just disappear because it, I, I've seen many flights. TikTok blows up with this stuff. Non-flat earthers are posting stuff now on TikTok saying, okay, guys, I'm not a flat earther, but we're traveling from this, that whatever the destination is from here to here. Why is there land out of my window? It, even on the back of their airplane chair, it'll see this, this curved arc going around the ocean But both sides of the plane are land everywhere, and you look at a flat Earth map. Oh yeah, you're flying over Russia. That's probably why they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know where you are. That's why they advise close your windows on those planes. They they give you all the entertainment you can to not look the fuck out the window and see that nothing's spinning, nothing's moving. It's a flat horizon that rises to eye level. They don't want anyone to experience that. And it it becomes frustrating when I say things like. A southern route to another southern route should not cross the northern part of the equator. Everyone has to agree with that, period. Every single human being, I don't care if you have a NASA tattoo on your dick, I don't give a shit. You still have to agree that you should not be going above the equator to get to your destination. But all of them do, because they're not flying on a ball. They're not flying on a ball. They took all of our seven continents that we know of, I'm sure they wanted six to be public, but that seventh just had to be public in the early 1900s. They took all the continents that were known by humanity and wrapped it into a ball and threw it in the air and said, that's it, guys. That's it. Well, what's past Antarctica? Why can't we go past the 60th parallel? Why can't we go explore? Why can't we go to the north and explore? That's why they took the land masses, even the basketball in the early 1900s. You'll see land masses on the North Pole islands or continents there and then every 10 20 years you'd see a little bit taken out little taken out then they made it into a ice sheet now it's nothing you go to google earth look at the north pole it's just water they've removed every source of facts from our maps because they don't want people traveling north and they definitely don't want people traveling south because imagine if it's an infinite plane Imagine if it just goes forever and people go, Oh, that's nuts. I go, You think that's nuts? That's scientifically possible. You're talking about planets, Terra planets up there with no evidence of Terra, Terra firma planets up there that we can live on trillions and trillions of light years away. And then that goes infinitely. Yeah, I'll accept that. Why do you accept that? Based off of nothing. I'm trying to tell people there's there's possible infinite land past Antarctica so we can all go fucking check. There's no other <laughs> yeah. way to abolish the Antarctic Treaty. there's none. And until right. the Antarctic Treaty is abolished, we will never fucking know what is going on. We have to get this done. That's my life goal, brother.
0: yeah. That's fantastic, and I agree. I think you know when you look further, far enough back, you see a world uh, where people didn't have this sort of delusion of confinement. That oh, we're just on this you know spinning ball, and and the age of exploration seems to have just suddenly ended. Like oh yeah, we found everything. We found all the gold. There's no I'll more go gold. Can pay your taxes. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is you know a exciting it's rejuvenating and i think it's what we need as a humanity to sort of break us out of this spell of 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 just oppression you know i I think we've been under a spell of oppression for more than our lifetimes you know far farther you know far back yeah thousands of years potentially but if it's if it's all that simple that they have just lied to us about where we are I mean, that explains a lot. Now, I'm sure you've... Had this question before? What about the people that go to Antarctica? I've had someone on my podcast who claims he's been to Antarctica. Brad Olson, and I believe him.
1: I believe him. Yeah. Do you Antarctica think Antarctica that- has tourist tourist destinations? It's been that way for a long time now.
0: Well, do you think that uh, they're just kind of bringing them on like a controlled like track? Like, hey, all right, here's Antarctica. Now let's leave. I know that they are better. I don't believe it. I <laughs> right. know that they are. Right. They bring them
1: south of South America. There's a little peninsula that's probably the size of. I would say, you know, a normal United States, just a state or something. To Antarctica is the biggest continent in the world. Okay, it surrounds our entire world oceans. It keeps all waters level. Go look at your bathtub. Okay, now if you had a circle bathtub and you're in your bath, can you fall out of the water? No because your bathtub is containing your water. The water needs to be contained. But if you get out of that bathtub, what's out there? What's over there? That's what they don't, they don't let you explore out there. You, anyone could go pay 20 grand right now. Well, well, I'm sorry, not anyone. You gotta be approved by the government, sorry. So I probably would not be approved. Anyone could go pay 20 grand, get that tour of Antarctica. It's the same shit for everyone. Everyone is like, I have a cousin that went to, yep, they went to the same peninsula. That's cool. That proves nothing. They went to a small, that's like saying you're, I'm going to quote what Sam Tripoli said. That's like saying that you're chilling in Florida. I mean, sorry, you're in Florida, but you're like, yeah, dude, I'm out here in Cali, man. Like, no, you're not. You're in Florida. So you're not, yeah, you're in Antarctica, but that's it. You're in this little small section and whoever went to Antarctica, ask them, how long were you there? They're restricted. You can't be there that long. And not only that, if you go, if you're out there in Antarctica and you go, hey, all right, guys, peace out. We're going to go explore the next four years. You ain't getting past the 60th parallel. I guarantee that it's 100%. You cannot get past the 60th parallel. People think Area 51 is secure. <laughs> the, go, go try to get past the 60th parallel. Talk about security. You're not fucking going. Wow. You will be turned around by force or probably worse. So that that begs to to ask the question, why? Why? Who the fuck are you to tell me I can't go somewhere? I don't like that. I don't think anyone should like that. But when people put the red flags together, it does not become speculation anymore to me. It is speculation that there's more continents, guys. It has to be because I can't go there. But because of the hundreds of red flags, And Admiral Byrd on live TV saying there's a continent besides North America over there, and then they kill him six months later. Then they start the treaty, and then they start NASA. When you look at the real timelines, the real facts involved with all of this, and the old books from the 1800s talking about more continents, more civilizations, worlds beyond the poles, Iron Republic. These are real books. These are not fantasy books. These are legitimate books from people that were sick of the tyrannical nature in the States and they took off and they got lost and they found another continent. And these guys are like, yeah, you're, you're way past where you're supposed to be. There's other worlds and continents out there. It's like Sasquatch to me. I don't need to see it with my eyes to know it's here. I don't need to see it. Right. I've experienced Sasquatch firsthand. Okay. The energy, the sounds, the smells, don't lie. My other senses don't lie to me. Okay. I don't need, you don't need sight all the time. You don't need all of your senses to say it's, it's a fact. And to me having more land on this earth and that being the main reason why they turned it into a ball is there's no other way for a new world order without that control. Right. And I am, again, I'm trying to reverse this control once. Let me ask you this. If everyone found out tomorrow that there was, 30,000, 40,000 continents. Is that
0: something that would change the world in your opinion? I think people would be jumping on airplanes and, and trying to go there. Yeah. I think would our gun, be would our U.S. Boats. government have
1: any more power over us.
0: <laughs> I don't think they, I, I mean, well, they can't, you yeah, know, they'd over. have the sheeple for sure, but yeah, not, not guys like us. <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, overall though, yeah. their system right. that we all hate,
0: right. over.
1: Yeah. It's gone.
0: Well now you mentioned the weather technology earlier and maybe we're going out in the left field. That's kind of where I like to go with this show. Me too. Let's go. So we have this ice wall that's keeping all of the oceans level as you say right. And you think it's possible that whether through some sort of giant technology that they're keeping our environment this zone that we're in you know, colder than the rest of the outer space in order to kind of keep us behind this ice wall. And that's why now you see the global elite worrying about global warming, even though every indication is telling us that we're in a pretty cold fricking place already. Like why, it's colder, why right? are we, yeah, it's getting colder. Why are we worried oh, boy, about warming? <laughs> yeah. Why are we worried about warming unless we're trying to keep this ice trap we're in closed i mean have you entertained that thought not necessarily man
1: with all the weather control that they do that they've done for a very long time now they can who knows maybe they're trying to get these walls down in some sense maybe they're artificially trying to do that again take take the bathtub away from your bath what happens a worldwide flood okay Mm. so who knows what they're actually trying to do with antarctica i just know it's hidden from the masses they let you visit a peninsula and they, you get to go home because if if anyone could just go there and do anything we want, private planes, boats, ships, whatever, we could just go over there and cruise around. Well, there's a treaty in place for a reason. So we cannot do that. And all the nations have now agreed that, oh, yeah, you, our people can't go there. Well, there you go. And Russia's trying to pull out of it. So I don't know if they are successful yet, but I heard that Russia is literally, as we speak, trying to Get out of the Antarctic Treaty, which allows their people to explore past the, fi- the 60th parallel. Yeah. I don't know how that's all going to go down, uh, but I will go be a citizen of Russia tomorrow if that's allowed, because we need to go over there and see what's going on. Or that's just a set up a trap to kill Russians, because they're going to have military forces there guarding it. I mean, it's not about guarding the ice wall. There's not a bunch of people with guns by the ice wall, guys. You're on fucking radar. I'm sick of people telling me, oh, there's a bunch of people by the wall. No but you're on radar, but you think water curves over four miles away. And no, it's that it's level forever. So they could see you, Marconi, the scientist Marconi back in the early 1900s, he put radio towers down and it went 2000 miles across the ocean and hit, I think it was from England to Canada. And it, it was successful because water's level, water's flat. That radar went 2000 miles, they sent the signal, they got it. Right. That's the 1900s guys, early. Now it's 2023. They could probably see you across flat water for thousands of miles on radar. You're not coming near where you don't want, they want, don't want you to be. They will know you're in the sky. They will know you're on the ground. The only way to defeat that system of entrapment and, and insecurity and, and thinking that we're all going to get shot up. If we go, we got to come in the millions. And I mean that we have to come in the millions and then. I mean, it might be, you know, typical war strategy of front lines taken out, but they can't stop millions of people. And well, that's why I make these films. That's why I do it. That's why I wake up every day because literally this can change. People, I, we want the world to change. This is how we do it. I don't see, even if you're a glober, it's still the world's going to change with this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You'll be on our side once we get over there. Don't worry. Unless you go, no, they just, you know. They just didn't put a couple continents on the bottom. They could just squeeze it in there now. I mean, you know, they might say that, but at that point they're just come on. They're ludicrous at that Mm,
0: point. Right. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll probably come up with any excuse to save face, but let's get their balls. That's why (laughs) let's get specific now. Cause if we're looking at a stationary earth and the globe map is some sort of, they've stretched it out to fit over a globe. That means Antarctica is essentially an ice wall around all. Well, of I wouldn't the- call it
1: a wall, not like Game of Thrones or nothing. Mm, no. no, I would say ice shelves. And well, I and I believe guess that there are some openings. Sometimes there are some inlands that that allow you to get through. Okay, and I think either it's by season because of the sun and where it's and, and, and warming it up and maybe it melts where you can get through by ship. Well, because but listen, it's not so much ship routes. They got ship routes. You could go see right now. Yeah. They, they don't list all the details. The ones uh, you'll see ships in Antarctica. on uh, and, and when you look on the, on the tracking map, how'd they get there? They, yeah. They're on ice. It <laughs> went from here to deep into Antarctica, right. the, the, the shipment truck ship. Like how? Yeah. Well, there's probably there's probably ways to get through and they have these routes. They know when there's time where it opens. I don't think it's completely shut off is the point. Well, like, There's uh, definitely some parts that we can get yeah. through and that's where these people navigated back in the day and they, they documented it in their books. That's how they got through. I think well, we, can. That's, we can.
0: That's a great way to, to approach this because that's kind of clearing up what my question really is. It's like if Antarctica is what they tell us it is, then theoretically circumnavigating the coast of antarctica should happen in a certain amount of time that if it wasn't that way it would take much 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 longer to make well, that, that same happened. okay Try
1: years and years okay think about the globe the bottom of the globe right that, that shouldn't take more than 12 hours to circumnavigate right right nice, okay uh, what what is it i i'll, I'll... I'll give them a couple thousand miles square foot. I don't know. I'll give that to you. I don't know what it actually would be on the bottom, that little splooge. Yeah. Let's just call it, <laughs> let's just call it, I'll, let's say 8,000 miles. Okay? okay. So circumnavigating that shouldn't take long. I'll say a week, maybe a, maybe a month by ship or something. I get it. Okay? Right. Captain Cook in the 50s, 40s and 50s, he was the guy to do it. He charted. Oh, remember, guys, I didn't chart this. Neither did conspiracies.com. Captain Cook charted over 60,000 miles and he couldn't get in. Wow. So and that's documented. This is not a conspiracy. This is information not taught in our educational systems, not on CNN at noon, okay? But this is these are facts. So he couldn't get in by ship going 60,000 miles. I'm assuming by the time there was any inlets, it was already too cold or it wasn't. He didn't find any ways to get in. But that's when they found Admiral Byrd and said, you got to fly over Operation High Jump. You guys got to go over there by by planes because he can't get in. So when they went over there by planes, Admiral Byrd came back and said, dude, there's another continent the size of North America over there. No one's ever no one's ever seen that. He said warm conditions. It's warm. Is there another sun? What are we talking about? What's going on? Right. How do we know? We won't know. Okay, Admiral Bird's lying. All these books in the past are lying. Captain Cook's lying. Oh, shut up. Listen, it's all there for you to see it. But they got rid of Admiral Bird. Then they started the treaty. And then they started NASA. Make any sense?
0: Yeah. It's in the name, high jump. I mean, they're taking a high jump over this, you know, zone that they couldn't traverse otherwise. Wow. Yeah. I I think this is mind blowing and, you know, really changes the way we look at what we're on. I mean, if the UN. Outer space is
1: real, man. Outer space is real. It's just, it's not above you. Yeah. It's, it's the outer lands. The word, the, the, the analogy in the words. You know how they do these words, right? I don't know if it's revelation, a method, or just dark magic. They tell the truth a lot in their or their words. Just like tell, lie, vision, mm. programming, okay? The headlines, when you, <gasps> you got, <gasps> headlines, <sighs> okay. they, they, they're telling you the truth in words. They're telling you the truth, extraterrestrial. Hmm, what's that mean? Well, you're taught that that means a gray man, a gray what alien with bug eyes, black bug eyes, <laughs> ET or something? That's what you think the word means, but look at the definition. Okay, it means extra land. That's all it means is extra land. So it's it's pretty it's smooth of them to do it that way because they're like they're it's they're just telling the truth. The extraterrestrials are coming from the outer space. All the outer space areas there could be. Again, there could be hundreds of continents with different humanoids. I don't think there's any gray men with bug eyes. Right. I, don't think, I don't think our creator designed those. I'm sorry. I think that there's humans out in these outer lands that are more technology, te- technological advanced than us. They've had the internet for over 100 years. We go over there and steal their technology. We exchange humans. We exchange food. We exchange whatever. There's exchange routes between the two. And I'm sure they're corrupt by now as well, or they're, you know, enslaved just like we are. And if they're not, then they're in contracts because look at the the Granada Treaty with Eisenhower. He signed a treaty with people in exchange for what? That's the biggest treaty that people need to look up besides the Antarctic is the Granada. Eisenhower made a deal with those people on the outer lands and they're keeping this a secret, guys.
0: Wow. Yeah, and I think that... You know, based on a recent conversation I had with someone you might know, Ryder Lee, we were talking about how this whole alien thing is just, it's all smoke and mirrors. And when you get to the bottom of it, it seems like most of these people who have quote unquote encounters with extraterrestrials they're being abducted they're being implanted with memories they're being sold into these government programs and then left into you know the populace with these sort of implanted ideas and maybe that's how they keep this ruse going by you know messing with people and and giving people these experiences that conform with the agenda with the paradigm they're trying to preserve
1: well me and you both know they lie in the news where they're supposed to be telling the truth. They lie in the news, but they tell the truth in movies, where movies are supposed to be the fake ones. Okay, Men in Black's technically a documentary, in a sense. There are men in black. Those little things, they put the your memory and, and, and put you in a trance and control your mind. And stuff. Those are real government's already admitted that they have these they put them in movies to fantasize it so when I talk to someone about that they go oh yeah like Men in Black Will Smith (laughs) (laughs) they already do that like when I talk about Sasquatch go oh Harry and the Hendersons you know Chewbacca (laughs) that's how they do it Flat Earth oh Behind the Curve on Netflix (laughs) this is how they get us they already have something to package so mainstream the masses go that's what you're talking about that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the real shit here and the real story for me is that they are not only are they hiding land and other humanoids because I always say this man think about and and this is no form of racism whatsoever I'm just trying to paint a picture for people imagine the first time an African-American saw an Asian in human history the first moment they laid eyes on one another How, how would that experience go whoa what the heck are you what are you wait you have a nose too kind of well, it's like mine you breathe through yeah you have teeth yeah a tongue yeah oh my god fingernails toenails like me i have more hair my hair is different than you what is going on right what is that? what is this where's your sun? where's your melanin what, what what's going on so it's i think it'd be the same experience if we went past the 60th parallel we go. What the fuck are you? <laughs> you're the same as us, but you're so different. Right. And I think that's who lives over there. Those are the aliens that they all oh, the extraterrestrials. No, they're just civilizations. And who knows? Maybe the Iron Republic's still over there. Maybe Whoa. these stories of the past, th- those civilizations are still there. Maybe Giants has been talked about so much, especially lately with Tartaria stuff. Maybe they're still out there. Right. Maybe they are. Look at Attack on Titan. Look at that that viral anime that's all over the world. Not really that popular in America, but the rest of the world, that's number one. Attack on Titan is basically what we're talking about, that they're keeping a civilization trapped in this, the middle of the pond. And there's then towards the end of the series, you start seeing giants over there that people want to get out. They want to go past the wall. Okay. So. They put truth in shows and movies, as we know, the Truman Show, you know, Prison for Your Mind, basically. I think uh,
0: even so. Simpsons, the Simpsons had that episode where, or the movie where the globe, you know, this big dome falls over. Yeah, I don't believe
1: in a dome, man. I, I think that's mainstream's narrative again. That's the behind mm. the curve. Uh, that's the hit piece. Right, that's right. The okay, version of we're okay with pushing a dome because guess what? You're still trapped.
0: Yeah. Because right. what
1: they do is they put that dome over our seven continents and say, well, you know, it's it's kind of like the globe. It's it, I mean, yeah, maybe you're not spinning, but who cares at that point? Right. You're still trapped. There's only seven continents. There's nowhere to go. Right. Fuck that. That's mainstream. I don't talk about domes, glass. You know, you can write your name on it. It comes down in Antarctica. You can. Hello, Sean was here. Right on a glass <laughs> dome. Absolutely not. In my opinion, all water is lack. Sorry, not opinion. The fact is, all water finds and maintains level. So the water's above our level, and the water's below our level. No, no flat. Flatter. Some flatters got to twist it twisted in their mind. They want to go. They want to be in a helicopter in their mind, looking down on the oceans and the lakes, and saying that's completely level and flat. It is. No, I agree. Science proves that. But then look up at the waters above and go, well, that's kind of curving around our head. No, it's, the water doesn't curve. So I think we are contained with, with some sort of H3 above us, some sort of hydrogen that's impenetrable. It's a mm. dense form of water not made for us to get through. We can't get through it. We've, the rockets have been sent up straight in the air, and it stops at 73 miles. Wow. Why does it stop? Well, we have dug down 7.3 miles and hit an impenetrable barrier. The guy, Mike De, Mike DeVroy, I believe his name, Mike DeGroy, he's in love with me at the end of the film. I, I show people that, and this was the most bleached, this is the most bleached video on the internet. Good luck trying to find an original copy. I looked for months. There's none. It was on an a e or sci-fi documentary about submarines, the blue planet type of thing. And this guy said he went down there in his submarine and he saw another lake at the bottom of the ocean. So imagine being at the bottom of the ocean in a submarine. And you go, what the fuck is that? It's a new lake. How's there a lake where like you can see the top of the lake? What the heck? So they tried to go in and it bounced. Right. The submarine kept bouncing. It's, it's impenetrable below, it's impenetrable above. No one can get no one can get up or down. To me, it's just level water above and below. I don't know what's on the outskirts. I, we can't go over there, right? Is well, there a dome touching down. You know, I'll say this: it's possible, uh, but I highly doubt it that there's glass sitting there somewhere. Yeah,
0: I just I don't I don't. I was only referencing the Simpsons. I'm glad I asked you that because well, I. Didn't, I'm glad you did too, because yeah. I want
1: to, I want to clear that up with my own name. Thank you. I do not contest to a glass. Yeah inner plate piece, whatever you call that thing right. uh, above us, where I do believe in electromagnetic torus field. Yeah. Everything's an electromagnetic. There's vibrations that are, that that's what, that's how the sun, moon and stars are moving. So there is a toroidal field that, yeah, we can't get Well And, and
0: it. The, at the end of the day, the dome, it's just like the old, oh, so you're going to sail off the edge of the earth. It's the same kind of thing to kind of throw ridicule and mock this line of, of inquiry.
1: And that's what they want you to do. They want to think we're a pancake in space and then
0: here's here's something for people who are maybe you know a little bit more scientifically minded i love zoology not that any of this isn't scientifically minded i think we've just been taught a certain way about science sci-fi right i i love zoology and if you look at australia there are animals in australia that do not appear anywhere else on the globe right and and one example you can see the possum made its way into South America and through North America. But all the other marsupials stayed on Australia. And you got to ask yourself, to your point about the outer spaces, maybe marsupials, particularly the, the platypus, which is just the strangest animal on the whole planet, you know where did these things come from they don't seem to line up with this bullshit theory of evolution that darwin you know proposed so yeah I, I think that's a good case for these outer spaces here's a group of animals that don't appear anywhere else they just seem to be this developed they have these weird peculiar you know aspects to them that conform to you know they don't conform to any other environment that we know so where did they come from? I, I think that's a an that's interesting. A point.
1: think about all those bugs too that we've heard in our lives, like a mysterious bug, you oh, know, yeah. captured a new butterfly. Where did this come from? Or a new rodent? It's like it's like you always get these stories. They go over everybody's head. Where they? Well, how did that just start today or something? You know, where did it come from? Maybe it was taken from an elitist, a globalist that went over to the other lands to have a meeting and a fly got in their luggage or whatever, who, who knows exactly. But it's just a point that you make that, you know, evolution, it's evil Lucian and a soul lure system. Mm. They, they, they put together evolution with a soul luring system of the sun is at the center sun worship. We're all just going around the sun. I mean, you can clearly watch a sunset or especially a time-lapse of a sunset and most of the time, depending on how close you are to the tropics, you will see the sun take its light with it as it goes across our plain earth mm. and all the light, even the clouds around the sun are lit in the time lapse as it's moving. All of the clouds are supposed to be evenly lit. If that fireballs 93 million miles away, all the clouds in the sky are evenly lit until the sun sets. Right. But that we never experience that. Never. Not once. You can go outside tonight and watch the sunset. The clouds around the sun are lit. The ones over there are black because that's a local, small light. Mm. There's no other way to, to explain that. But people don't understand that. They think because the sun sets, it has to be a globe. No, you don't understand perspective. Yo, we're supposed to see China from Florida if it's flat. Really? You can't see the street three blocks away. While you're driving, you don't know what street's coming up. You got to wait because the human eye can't see more than what? 10, 14 miles at the most. We we can't see that far anyways, let alone the vanishing point, let alone perspective issues. But people don't like science. They like to be told what to think and -hmm. how to feel. And they have program responses for anything I say. You got to let the program responses go. You just have to.
0: Right. Well, and I think your films are a great way for people to do that. I mean, you cover so much ground, not only in each film, but the whole breadth of the films you've created. I mean, from 9-11 to Fluvid to Level and dozens of others, uh, and they're all available at hibblerproductions.com. People can go and see them all there, click the links and, and watch, but... I'm just, I'm stunned, man. I did not expect this conversation to go this way. I really appreciate you dropping the facts and, you know, no, no disrespect to you. I've always like, I've heard your interviews and I think, you know, for someone in a realm that gets so much, you know, confrontation, I guess you can put it, you, you, you approach the subject with passion And it doesn't seem to take away from your life. Like you, you seem to be enjoying what you're doing, which I really commend because, you know, no matter whether it's flat earth or the vaccines or, you know, anything, these subjects have a propensity to kind of take over people's lives. It's happened to me. So I guess my question to you before we wrap up here is like, you know, how do you keep things fun and fresh and like keep your life worth living because a lot of these topics can get depressing after a while when you realize like the situation that we are in i mean i imagine the fight is what motivates you
1: yeah especially the, the with the the trafficking of our of our children right okay yeah now where how many millions of children come up missing every year in america no one cares It seems like nobody cares no one's out there they could murder a guy in the middle of the street in minnesota put a knee on his neck and kill him that's a whole sigh up, by the way. But then there's <laughs> my point was there's a millions of people in the street marching. Right. Where the fuck are you for our children? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So I try to do things that live my life to help the children, number one, and to help humanity awaken. I have teamed up with Joel Bauman, who is one of the biggest spokesperson for child trafficking, reversing it, calling out Jimmy Kimmel live on TV because he was on the list, right? We're trying to bring forward the attention it deserves and trying to come up with strategies and techniques to take these people down ourselves. These are normal human beings that take a shit and piss just like you, but they're in a building in Hollywood getting away with child trafficking, getting away with God knows what. We don't want this anymore. We have to take the power back. Fuck the police and fuck the authorities. If they get in our way, they get in our way. That's fine. They are defending pedophilia then, as we say. And we've talked to police at the Oscars about this, that would not let us in. Dude, the Oscars, by the way, real quick, the Oscars had a fence built around it in California this year for the first time. The press even released that they're protecting the celebrities this year. Why? because the list is out. We know who the fuck's on there and we're coming after every single one of you motherfuckers one by one. Don't worry about how and when and why we're coming because you're just a normal peasant. They treat you the same. You think you have a million bucks and you you go to these islands and do these crazy things. We will demolish you and humanity needs to step up together and stop marching for psyops on TV and start marching for our children. Right. That's number one. Number two, with the earth, people will get it, man. No, I, I am not, I don't care if someone's listening to me right now going, this guy's hilarious with a stupid flat earth. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I guarantee you wore a mask for a year straight, probably in your car. So I understand your point of view, but for the people that are listening that actually care about who they are and they care about where they are and they do know that NASA is kind of shady. The moon landing shady X, Y, and Z. That's why I have three films for people like you. Not for people that wear three masks while they're driving alone. Do not watch my films. Do not support me. I don't give a fuck. Fuck off. We don't need you. We're in a war, and a live exercise. You're slowing us down. You're defending the wrong side, buddy. And we're going to walk right over you in this war. But all the people listening that goes, you know what? They have raised some good points. Maybe I should check a film out and, and awaken. You are going to be on the good side of the war because we're in one, whether you want to believe that or not.
0: Right. Well, and I think people, whether they think they're fighting or not, they're they're facing, you know, the results of this war. You know, like that people are so entrained that they've been taught to root for their own demise, you know, and I I applaud your efforts at reversing that. I think we're doing the best we can on this show to open up the conversation and, and take people out of that daily humdrum routine bullshit that just keeps them on that treadmill to nowhere, you know? I agree, Mark.
1: And that's why we are shifting consciousness. People like me, people like you, you. Sam, Eric Dubay, everyone we mention, everyone in their own right, we are shifting consciousness. It starts with us. We have the power. Once you can admit that no one rules over you, no one is in control of you, has any power over you. No, not the IRS, not any, nobody has control or power over you. That's the best beginning, starting point for this war is to know that fact. And then maybe along the way, you could find out where you live. And once you find out that they are restricting us from going over there, where we could possibly have 10 acres of land to ourselves for free, mm. then maybe people will get the gist of, Let's get a few million people together and let's march north and let's march south. And until that happens, we're just going to be talking about it back and forth. We need to take action.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, geez, man, talking to you is like drinking a fresh cup of coffee. You've woken me up and I appreciate it. I think my audience is going to as well. So folks listening, please go to hibblerproductions.com. He also has a Rockfin channel. Anything else you want to promote before we wrap this one up?
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, if you want to see the brand new film, it's on my website or it's levelwithmefilm.com. There's different ways to stream it in 4K. I would always advise that people watch the brand new one first. Actually, the way I made the series, it's kind of weird now, but I would recommend three, two, then one, mm. not one, two, three. But no, I mean, hillproductions.com. If you guys are already on Rockfin, you can watch it right right there. If you're a subscriber of Rockfin, you just hit play. I also have a podcast called The Hibbler Effect on Rockfin. I have some great guests, Jim Brewer, Eddie Bravo, you know, Sam Tripley, there's people on there that we discuss a lot of these type of topics mm. and we go all in. So check out my podcast on Rockfin as well. And thank you for your time, Mark, and the love and support and having an open mind. I'm always used to types of shows that want to kind of contest or battle and they quickly end up losing in the middle of their, you know, you know, show. And then you could tell they're just like drawn out after that. Like, damn, man, like, I'm glad you're open-minded and you can kind of ask the good questions that probably the same questions that your audience would want to ask in those situations. I hope I answered them for you. Yeah. And again, th- this is why I do nine, 10, 11 straight months of research flying around in the country, out of the country, sitting down with the great minds, coming up with a solution, a way to, to it sounds bad. I don't know how else to say it. Rebrainwash a nation because your, your brain has been washed with garbage and lies. It's, it's not your fault, but, but I know how they do those. I, I studied how they did those things mm. to us, including me.
0: Use and the I'm like, tactics how can I do that?
1: Them. But how can I do that with truth? Right. How can I do that effectively by letting that light bulb click? You know, how many emails I've gotten in the past two weeks, dude, I mean, lo- paragraphs of I changed their life. I changed their children's life. They're, they want to teach it in their school. I'm a teacher. I wanna, I want to show this. Give me a clean version. I mean, it's unbelievable because you can't deny it. Once you see what I've done in terms of research and structuring a film, mm. you, pause my film, denier. Pause <laughs> every section that you disagree. Hit pause and go look up. What I just proclaimed is true. And once you go, oh shit, he's right. Unpause and shut the fuck up, please. But I love you all. And anyone who wants to support me, go to Rockfin or go to my website and rent any film you want. I love
0: it well right on man and thank you for saying that i i think we win more flies with honey than vinegar we don't need any flies though we need the truth and and yeah i think we need to fly in order to get that so let's fly high together and until next time folks i'll see you on the next episode go and support our man hibbler here and immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now all right and that is our episode with sean hibbler very interesting stuff i must admit when i went and tried to look up more information about captain cook's voyage i wasn't able to corroborate what sean said but hey then again um neither could you about a lot of the stuff that he said. I don't think that necessarily negates the value of the information. We know that the internet, to a certain degree, has been censored, especially the aggregate Wikipedia. You know, you have all these uh, uppity moderators who think that they're, you know, saving the world by correcting everything they see as, you know, bogus and uh, wacky, kooky science or non-science, right? So can't really trust everything you read but i definitely want to have sean back on the show and i'm going to email him ahead of time and ask him if he could you know provide some evidence or some sources maybe just tell me where he heard that or learned about that because i want to follow up with that that is fascinating to me Uh, if it's possible to circumnavigate antarctica it must have been done there's got to be a company out there or some group of uh, you know sailors who have accomplished this and uh yeah if you find that if you're online you're researching you want to look that up and you send it my way hit me up podcast at gmail.com of course you can join our telegram the telegram chat is where it's at and uh all of that's in the description including the links to our support page on Patreon and Substack. You get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a new podcast series that I will be putting out a new episode very, very shortly, very shortly. And uh, yeah, sign up on the Patreon. That's the best way to support. If you sign up for the $8 tier, I'll automatically subscribe you to the Substack. Of course, we have merch that's available. You can pick up a t-shirt We got some mugs available. Shout out to our newest patrons. We just got some new patrons, of course. Uh, We'll be giving you a shout out on the Wednesday episode. But uh, thank you so much for being here, folks. I appreciate you. I appreciate the Hit Kit, of course. My friend Garrett makes the Hit Kit all himself down there. Uh, An American company, American made, an American man, making a really high quality product. A neat, smart, clever contraption that keeps all of your blunts, joints, whatever you're rolling up, safe and sound right there in the Hit Kit. It's the number one way to get lit. And your lighter, you just click it thick it right there in the hit kit you don't ever have to worry about losing your lighter again and you can buy the hit kit it comes in a variety of styles you can even custom order your own design right there on the hit kit and it's a really nice sweet wood panel uh, and it gets burned engraved with the design of your choice so go over there use the promo code crazy and get 20% off at checkout. Thanks again to The Hit Kit for sponsoring the show. Of course, thanks to our spot, our supporters, our sponsor and our supporters, of course, and uh anyone who listens to the show, I appreciate you. If you can send a one-time donation, pick up a copy of The Scene. The link to that is in the description. Just go to the Ko-fi store. Of course, we've got merch. T-shirts, mugs, all sorts of great stuff. So go and pick that up. Mother's Day, Father's Day are on the way. If you know somebody who you love that listens to the show, get them a mug, get them a shirt. It's all available right there on the Teespring store. The link is in the description. Uh, You can pick them up in Aquacure. Use that promo code MFTIC when picking up your very own aquacure pick up a bubble from Rajai Kaldani we also want to thank all of our supporters on uh, YouTube and Rockfin we got some super chats on YouTube which is really cool I'm going to start doing more live streams on YouTube and Rockfin. So look out for that. There's a new article on the Substack for free. Go and check that out. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, folks. And don't hit me up saying, oh, what's this song? What's that? All of the links and the info is in the description. Just go right there in your podcast app. Click info it's all right there. It should tell you the name of the song. It's usually at the bottom. And it'll have all the links to the substack, to the Patreon. You know, Don't message me saying, oh, I tried to search you on Patreon and I couldn't find it. You don't have to search. Just you're listening to the episode. The episode has a link in the description. You found the episode. That's all you need to find. It's right here. I'm trying to make it as easy as as possible for you and if you absolutely can't do that because whatever app you're listening to for whatever reason doesn't show you that you can go to myfamilythinksomecrazy.com and the link to the patreon is right there for a while it took people to the wrong spot that was my fault now it takes you to the correct spot so go over to the my family I'm crazy website myfamilythinksomecrazy.com if you can't find the links in the app of your choice but uh hey if you can't maybe you should think of getting a do uh, a new different app i use podcast addict i have an android phone if you have an iphone you might not be able to get that one but either way pick up a podcast app that works for you anyways enough of my ranting and raving enough of my recommendations I hope you enjoyed this episode with the great Sean Hibbler very interesting guy he's got some really incredible films available on his website and yeah yeah I think I'm going to be having him back on obviously folks on this show uh, don't typically talk about Flat Earth it's not traditionally my cup of tea but I will say Sean is a compelling guy he's very you know passionate about this and he did a good job of convincing me that uh, maybe I've overlooked this subject. You know, it's very fascinating to think about the outer space and the extraterrestrials and <laughs> what those words might actually mean. So, yeah, who knows whether you like that or not. If that triggers you, well, I'm sorry. This is the my family thinks I'm crazy podcast. If you like that, if you love flat Earth, well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you being open about me being open and uh, yeah, I trust that if you're listening to my show, you don't care that I'm not obsessed with flat earth because I think that is one of the things that can happen with a lot of conspiracy theories, not just flat earth. Any conspiracy theory can become an obsession, right? So we try to keep it uh, varied on this show and keep things fresh so definitely want to have sean back on once i've seen the latest film which will be soon and be on the lookout we've got some great interviews on the way uh stay tuned and we'll see you next time until next time immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now
2: MFTIC. Yeah. I'm so a Broadcasting the moon matrix from the lunar surface. They want you confused like you never knew your purpose. Hopping through the portals dismantling the machine. My family thinks I'm crazy. I can't believe what I've seen. Memories of a war. The Pleiadians and Anunnaki stuck within the genes of a copy of a human body. DNA fractal the universe within me. Epiphanies of science is hoarded by the Illuminati. Puppet masters No, the power of the mantra. Repeating mad lies till it has an effect on you. Subliminal messages hijacked perception, tricking the population with holographic projections, we see through it, and the system is unraveling, I'm astral traveling through the library of the Vatican on a sacred journey, I embark with the squad, for forever spitting truth like Mark on the pod. Gotta know the facts, never hold back, cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap, I dissect the fabric of reality, looking for the answers, searching through the galaxy, you might be feeling stressed out. Depression, anxiety is no measure of health To be well adjusted to a sick society You don't even know how powerful you are We the ones who gonna expose the whole facade. I awoke in a deep underground military base Zero recollection of how I got to this place Alien corpses floating in glass cylinders Must have been extracted when they crashed into us Animal hybrids contained in the cages a lion with the eagle head monkeys with reptilian bases losing my mind and i'm feeling desperate i look around the room and i see no sign of the exit all of a sudden the wall flickers away revealing a hangar full of spacecraft my getaway i run to the nearest one see a guard knock him out rob him for his plasma gun hop in the ship take the controls they highly intuitive i figure it out easily Lift off, accelerate through a tunnel until I see the light fly into the sky, get flanked by 6F35. got never hold back, cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap. I dissect the fabric of reality, looking for the answers, searching through the galaxy. You might be feeling stressed out, depression, anxiety. is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a sick society. You don't even know how powerful you are. We the ones who gonna expose the whole facade.